0: Robins at the gate with Sky Sports and Five Lives Michelle Owen. Proudly sponsored by Mansion Bet, your favourite place to bet. Get £20 in free bets when you join today and bet £10 on any sport. Always bet on red with Mansion Bet. New customers only. Minimum first bet of £10 at odds of evens or greater from a UK debit card. For £5 free bets valid for seven days. Full terms at mansionbet.com. 18 plus. Be gamble aware.
1: Welcome along to *Robins at the Gate with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. And we will be looking back on the transfer window. The door slammed shut last night and we will reflect on what happened through the month of January. We'll also look back at Derby on the weekend, which was, let's be honest, pretty dire. does sometimes feel like a couple of steps forward, a couple of steps back, sort of. Level pegging at the moment, not a lot of progress. So we'll talk about that. Brentford preview as well coming up. And also looking forward to Cardiff. And there's some new pictures. Gregor, can you hear my dog in the background? Wants to get involved with the podcast. Can you hear that? This is the joys of can winning. Can Barney? Yeah, Barney's loving it. Um, clearly has a big opinion <laughs> on the transfer window. So let's get straight into that. Uh, there were some big rumours um, about from our issue. The one that caught my eye, and I heard some whispers about, was Gigi going to Borough, um, and we do think they were genuinely still interested, and then possibly Britta Sombalonga coming the other way. Now, if you told me that a couple of years ago, with the player Britta Sombalonga was then, I'd have thought that was really exciting. But when I heard the rumours about it, I thought, I don't actually think that's a good deal. It didn't transpire. Was there any truth in those rumours? And what is the latest on RRGG's uh, situation because he tweeted something positive last night. To all intents and purposes, it seems like he wants to stay. So, is someone not telling the truth on one of these sides? Because Bristol City say they're offering the best contract ever, but he hasn't signed it.
2: Yeah, there, there's a, a bit to um, what's the word? Uh, 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 um, there's a bit here to dissect. There's a little bit to unravel, really. Um, I, I, I think the timing of his tweet is is a little bit odd because it's basically as soon as the, the transfer window closed, he tweeted up the Robins. and mm. and yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sit too well with me. However, what, what, hold on. Why,
1: that, why does it not sit well with you? Just explain that. I just
2: I just think it, it seems to have coincided with that, so it almost feels like to me. Like the window's over, I'm staying at Bristol city, so i'll I'll put out a disingen- disingenuous tweet um um about okay. about my club you know I've but got you. yeah but then again, maybe maybe it's just maybe I'm looking too much into that, and maybe it's literally he was just online looking at the rumors and everything and and sort of sort of have his own say which would which would which would be fair enough, but anyway, regardless, he's staying, which is good, I think because I think Bristol City do need him. And yeah, our information is that he does want to stay. In fact, I believe it's his preference to stay. However, he won't stay if the terms aren't agreed um, with his representatives. Um, our information is that there's basically an impasse at the moment. Um, Bristol City have made, uh, Mark Ashton said, um, one of the biggest offers ever. My information is, is it is the biggest offer they've they've made.
1: It is. And, you think it is yeah. the best? Wow. Yeah, the so best. he'd be on the highest so, wages and a decent, yeah, a decent term.
2: Yeah. Well, what well, uh, what does he but, want? <laughs> I'm confused. But I believe that from uh, Jeju's side, they don't believe that he's be that that would be the correct um, salary for a, a player or, of of Jeju's significance, and there is also other interest in him complicating things. And okay. one of those interested parties is Middlesbrough, as you said there, yeah, rightly, there's, there is interest from Middlesbrough, and there was, well, they've been interested all month, and and I think Neil Warnock is a big fan, actually, and and they really wanted to bring FAM in, but they, mm. fortunately for Bristol City, they didn't have any joy this window.
1: No. And any sort of legs in British Sumberlonga coming the other way? I mean, it's all absolutely irrelevant now because British Sumberlonga, as it stands, is a free agent in summer and so FAM.
2: Sumberlonga, I have some good information on that one. I know that Bristol City had conversations with Middlesbrough over the weekend. There was a conversation, I believe, at executive level um, on Saturday evening and they discussed all manner of things. And one of those, I believe, was Bristol City saying that they had no interest in British Sombra longer, despite reports up in the North East that a deal might happen. Our information this way was um, that it wasn't ever going to happen because Bristol City weren't interested. So that one was a a non-starter. And I do wonder if if those reports from the North East were possibly... uh, Well, there might have been some legs up there. They might have heard differently, obviously. But I do wonder if it was... Sort of linked to the Famara jesu's situ- situation in in a in a roundabout way. Maybe some people causing some mischief, maybe and uh, seeing yeah. seeing what happens. Basically, so I think I, I um, think
1: like you, they definitely from what I heard from from you know good information. There was and there is perhaps still genuine interest from from Borough at a high level wanting Jesu. So uh, would Borough pay to your knowledge more than Bristol City would wages wise
2: I, I think I think they might I think they might well this is a big thing I've heard different different things on this and yeah I think they might well do that and I think this is a big situation that is going to come to a head obviously in the summer because i I look on the Jeju situation as uh, is unfortunately one of those things that happens in football and i don't necessarily see it as as mismanagement or anything as some fans have called it because i, I do think it is damaging to lose one of your best players on a free transfer but unfortunately i do see this across Lots of clubs. I don't think it's unique at Bristol City. There's loads of clubs in that situation, aren't there, where they've got a a contract wrangle that they're trying to sort out. And I don't think the the horizon at the moment with COVID and everything, the reduced finances, Mm -hmm. and with salaries most likely coming down for football players, I think it's an awkward situation at the moment and that basically it's going to be difficult for clubs maybe to tie up their best players' futures. Now, Bristol City need to get on top of this and they need to get it done and I don't have any problems with them if they were to lose Jeju and say he went to like a, a Premier League set, a club or or a side maybe even with parachute payments, could understand that. But if he goes to a rival like Middlesbrough who don't have that, then I would be very annoyed by that. I would I, I could see fans being um, annoyed by that. So, yeah, City have definitely got some, some big decisions to make on that one and obviously it's going to have to be resolved in the summer.
1: Yeah, I've got some work to do on that front for sure, but um, other news from the transfer window then, in the end it was fairly quiet, there's some rumours about maybe Christian Pedersen from Birmingham City coming in, um, maybe even a swap with Han-Noah Masengo. that did not materialise, a little bit short sure, perhaps in the fullback back positions then, Gregor, and also James Morton has gone out on loan as well, hasn't he?
2: Yep, James Morton was the only outgoing, and that's a good move for him. Another great, more great work from Brian tinian He gets these loans all the time, doesn't he? And uh, maybe
1: he should just be in charge of, of recruitment, full on, like well, <laughs> umbrella.
2: Well, so, he's so good at it. so Yeah, someone suggested sort of a, a director of football kind of role, and yeah, in some respects, he kind of does a lot of that already. To, to be fair to Brian, I, I like the fact that the club recognised him the other day, they have given him this new player pathway title. I think that's, that's a smart move. We, I mean, I don't know if you remember, Michelle, but about a year ago, Actually, 18 months ago, we were discussing that. We said on the podcast that there was some interest in, in Brian Tinian. I think Southampton were one of those sides yeah. because the, the player loans manager role is a big, is a very important one, more so these days at, at clubs because everybody's sending out their best young talent on loan. Yeah. You need someone to build up those relationships. Brian Tinian is probably one of the very best in the country doing that. So, it, yeah, it's right to recognise him, good to tie him down and, and he's obviously Bristol City through and through, he's a major, major asset for the club, so that's good work from him, he's, yeah, he's got this loan he's, he's taken James Morton and got him a loan in the division um, in League One with Gillingham, he'll play um, with Robbie Cundy who's already there, so that's smart work because there's two of the guys there, Steve Evans is um, obviously a fan of his, so yeah, good work we'll see how he gets on um, James Eddard, didn't always play at Grimsby but I think that was to do with they had too many loans there so they couldn't always play their loan players. Yeah, um, have a certain but, amount you can play. Yeah, but, but hopefully he, he gets more of a chance at Gilliam. And then yeah, as you say probably the big thing for Bristol City fans yesterday was the the left back position because unfortunately yeah, they've got so many injuries just there. And it, it, Campering is out um, for a some ten to twelve weeks. Calum O'Dowd is injured there. George Nurse is probably the one who's closest to returning. I believe he's only a few weeks away, so that's not too bad. Jada Silva is going to be out for a, a fair while yet. And then you've got Tommy Rowe, who played just half an hour against Derby, and we've actually we and, and the the club are monitoring him to see how how he's doing now. I. I want to stress this is early information, but we've heard that he might be out for some time. Mm-hmm. So if he is out for some time, then that's going to really exasperate the problems there. And and maybe there'll be a few more questions about why City didn't bring in a left back yesterday. As you say, yeah, we believe that there was some interest in Pedersen at Birmingham. I can also add that they were also looking at another left-back in the Championship, experienced guy, um, I think maybe at Swansea or Cardiff. And then, yeah, they didn't get any of these over the line. And and I suppose there is an argument that if they've got five left-backs, then can they, have they got cover in the squad? I th- Dean Holden said yesterday that Adrian Mariapa can play there, uh, Jack Hunt can play there, and, and maybe they might even have to look at someone like Zach Viner switching to over there just until George Nurse comes back. I've also got mm. Vince Harper, who is a very, very good young player. I, I like him. And it could be that even he gets a chance. He's been out before at Gloucester City, whereas some of the other players haven't even been out at senior uh, men's side. So he, he, he does have that advantage. But yes, it's going to be an interesting watch on row. And and uh, yeah, they might be a little bit exposed there. So so that doesn't bode too well. But it's probably the only one area where they are short to be fair.
1: How do you sum up Bristol City's transfer window then overall? I mean, it's been hard for, for like you say, for clubs to do too much with COVID and and everything going on with finances. It was a pretty quiet window overall when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. I think some clubs fared better than others. I thought Swansea did some great business, by the way. But uh, Bristol City then, how do you sum it up?
2: I thought it was middling. I called, I think we said on the podcast, I called for the club to make that one sort of inspirational signing, someone with real guaranteed quality. And I think sort of three years ago, four, maybe four or five years ago, then Henry Lansbury would have qualified as that, would have been a top, top signing. He's obviously been at Villa, and you might have seen more of him than me. Mr. Yeah, and- yeah, he
1: hasn't featured a lot in, in recent times, which is a bit of a worry. Um,
2: and- is that Was that fitness related or was that?
1: I think it was more just ooh, without without sounding too horrible that there were also better choices ahead of him I mean he has had mm. a couple of injuries I think but when you look at that Villa midfield there was no way he was getting a, a sniff you know with Douglas Luiz John McGinn Jack Grealish you know and yeah. and, and still players like Mar- Marvellous De Camber ahead of him as well I mean I remember years ago he had a back injury but that wasn't why uh, when he was at, uh, at Villa so he didn't to my knowledge, of any serious injuries when he was at Villa. But it just never quite clicked for him. Um, he had a few hamstring problems as well. So I guess that's going to be the thing for, for him to try and yeah. keep fit, stay fit. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, he had a tweaked hamstring and he, he, he was in and out a little bit as well. So in the Championship, I think he could have featured a bit more, but in the Premier League, he was never really... I don't think, at the level that Philip wanted um, and wasn't yeah. really near the first team, especially for the last last season.
2: I know, I know some Bristol City fans have, have asked why they're bringing in another 30 old plus player. He's mm. he 30. And to be fair to Dean Holden, he explained this at the weekend because we asked him after the derby game. And he specifically said he wants... Guys in the squad with promotion experience—that's the key. He wants guys there in there who've been there and done it. And you look at Lansbury's CV, and it's actually very impressive for this level—three promotions. And as I say, he he was phenomenal at Nottingham Forest. You look, look back yes, at his stats yeah, from was... then—some some some, uh, some sort of fifteen to twenty goal involvements from midfield, which is yeah, which is elite class for this level. So. They've got a player there if they can get him back to that kind of form, and that's the big it's question: fitness, Can they though, do that?
1: It? It's fitness mm. because he's played like a, a couple of times in the League Cup this season. He has only just turned thirty as well, which I, I don't think is that old, you know, compared to the likes of sort of Chris Brunt that came in. He's still relatively well, not not as sprightly as you know your twenty-one-year-old bursting onto the scene, but he's still got some miles left in him, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, he, I mean that could be his prime, to be honest. As long as they get him to full fitness, and he's got the the bit between his teeth, he really uh, commits to it. And I mean, you can't read too much from what the player said coming in, but I did like what he, he said. And and Dean Holden explained that he turned down some big offers from abroad to come to Bristol City. Uh, there were other clubs in for him as well, so he did he did have interest elsewhere. And yeah, he, he says, he, see, he sees this as a big challenge. Obviously the club are kind of protected because it's only a short-term deal until the end of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. So if it
2: doesn't work out, they don't like what they see, then they're not going to lose too much. So, and I just think with Bristol City's finances, remember they released their accounts the other week, they made a £10 million loss, which is not too bad when you consider the financial landscape at the moment. I just think all in all, then maybe this is probably the right kind of move to do at the moment. Um, okay well whether whether it works whether
1: out, it, yeah, whether it works out or not was about what I was going to I was about to say, whether it works out, I guess he's got sort of four or five months to to prove himself and earn another contract, as it were, uh, just some thoughts from fans then on Twitter, I said, sum up Bristol City's transfer window in a word there's quite a few i can 't read out because we <laughs> don 't swear on this podcast, um but quickly let 's just run through some some of them um Tom Rule said inadequate um Wayne said confusing. I suspect maybe that's the Henry Lansbury thing we were we were talking about. Ben Gold mm-hmm. said expected. Andrew Williams said pragmatic. Dan Murray said lethargic. Um, Bristol Old Dellboy said rudderless. Um, a good point I thought by dear Drupa on Twitter. Disappointing. Where are the context from our England youth coaches? And forever Bristol City said agree. I thought that was one of the reasons for bringing in Simpson and Downing and understanding quality young England players on the fringe of the Premier League squads. Uh, Charlie said quiet. Bart said fluid. Uh, Fev said said unprepared. Uh, There's there's a few more that, again, I can't say. Bristol Ollie said worrying. Um, John Phipps said unsurprising. A a couple of others. Alex said depressing. And John said poor. Mark said garbage. That's just a few of them. Um, Yeah, not, not the biggest praise there. And I can understand why it's been a bit uninspiring. I think just to round this off, Greg, or maybe Bristol City are just a little way away from the likes of Swansea, who... You know, they brought in Conor Hurahan and apparently Bristol City weren't for him. Conor Hurahan is is doing the business for them, you know, and yeah, just just feels like they're not quite there.
2: That's a quality signing, and yeah, I think Swansea did some good work there. Also, Blackburn caught my eye with the transfer moves that they were that they were um, making, and they brought in sorry um, Taylor Harwood Bellis from Manchester City, a very good young player, centre back. They also brought in Harry Pickering, I think, who's been, yeah, yeah, he's been outstanding and I think at left back in League One. He's the sort of player I wanted Bristol City to bring in, actually. The the only thing with him is they they loaned him back to Crewe, haven't they, for the rest of the season? Well, I think
1: Crewe need him because they lost Perry NG on the other side, didn't they? So, um, yeah, yeah, they definitely couldn't afford to lose two full backs.
2: Yeah, but but you're right. I, I do get the frustration from the fans because. Maybe, yeah, maybe we're not. They're they're a little bit short at left back, but I just don't think sometimes you can mitigate having five or six injuries all in that one position. That is, that is, well, we've discussed the injuries at length. There might be an issue there. The club, well, Dean Olden said they're going to look at that. I believe the club are investigating that. They need to to root it out, but but yeah, when you when that happens, there's there's not a whole lot you can do. does that, should you bring in a player in those circumstances? I'm not so sure that they I should know. have done but, but But yeah, I suppose the results will probably tell.
1: Okay. Right, up next after the break, we will talk about the Derby defeat. We'll preview Brentford and Cardiff and we'll talk about those lovely new
0: pitches at the training ground. Robins at the Gate. Proudly sponsored by Mansion Bet. Your favourite place to bet. Silvercare are looking for people of all ages and backgrounds who care. This could be you or someone you know. Rated outstanding by CQC, Silvercare are a family-run care organisation supporting adults with learning disabilities within supported living and in the community across Bristol and South Gloucestershire. Full training is provided, along with other career development opportunities and an ever-growing portfolio of staff perks focused on wellbeing. Get in touch today via our website or search Silvercare on Facebook. Robins at the gate with Michelle Owen. Proudly sponsored by Mansion Bet, your favourite place to bet.
1: Yes, Mansion Bet are our sponsor and we'll have some boosted odds for you for the Brentford game, which we'll look ahead to in just a second. But before that, Gregor, we must reflect on the Derby defeat. Okay, the pitch wasn't great, but um, four shots in the whole game, two on target. You were there. It was uninspiring. We've said that too many times this season.
2: Yeah, it was up there, up there as the, the one of the worst performances of the season. I'm just trying to think if it was the worst performance of the season because it, it and it, it probably was. Actually, Norwich was on par. I so, saw you know I like my ex, expected XG, goals.
1: Yes. Yeah. Terms, of then
2: um, for the Norwich game, I think it was 0.02 or something, something ridiculous, oh and. Uh, Actually, I saw a graph saying that Bristol City had the lowest XG of any team at the weekend playing against Derby. So, yeah, that the only thing is, I I think they should write, forget about that game completely and write it off because the pitch was just so bad. And I know, yes, it's the same for every team, but Derby play on that a, um, a few they times. They've been training on it. it. Yeah. yeah, they've been training on it as well. They, they had the tactics spot on from the beginning. Bristol City needed to just be a bit more direct, I think. I heard Gary at Hours speaking on BBC Radio Bristol telling them basically just to lump it forward and I have to agree with him. I just seeing Casey Palmer trying to control that ball and it mm-hmm. bobbling about all over the place like, I don't know, like anything. So, yeah, there was no way City could play the kind of football they have been playing in midfield um, recently. Um, so and and it didn't work at all. They had hardly any had hardly any chances, and and yeah, they deservedly lost. They couldn't get behind Derby um, County hardly at all. I thought Derby were very good, very solid, compact. And as I say, got to write this one off. And the only thing is, it was a huge opportunity for Bristol City to get. They could have got the win there. They would have been equal points we're born with Bournemouth now on sixth and okay Brentford up next might not get much there but they're still amongst it you know and I just begin to worry now that maybe chances are slipping away for them this season.
1: Yeah they're the sort of games you want to be targeting and unfortunately up next it doesn't get a any easier. Brentford uh, have been phenomenal this season and Manchin Bet have given us some boosted odds for this game for you. Bristol City to score first was 13 to 5, now 3 to 1 with Manchin Bet. Those odds are subject to change. State limits and terms and conditions apply. And remember, be gamble aware. Uh, have a little look at the Manchin Bet app or head online for more on that. Um, Brentford. Oh. I, uh, we've previewed this game before, so we're not going to go into too much detail <laughs> because it's been called off twice. Um, but this unbeaten run, they're, they're phenomenal. Um, I watched them actually against Swansea and maybe Bristol City could try and do something like that, like like Swansea did last week. But then that's Swansea, who are flying high at the top of the championship. Um, I think Brentford's clash shone through on Saturday when they thrashed Wickham 7-2. Just briefly, Gregor, any chance? <laughs> Any chance?
2: I'm just clinging to the, the same thing as I've said before, that City have had three good results at Brentford on their last three visits. A so fan said to me, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd dire against Derby and then get something at Brentford because we've done it before. <laughs> that is and exactly
1: Bristol City season, isn't it? Yeah. It's just not, and, and it feels familiar as well of recent years, not being the teams in and around them, but actually potentially feeling more opportunities against um, Sides that are doing better, but it's a it's a seven forty five kickoff, isn't
2: it? Um, yeah, City don't do draws. They, they've got the fewest draws in the division with Preston. Only has three draws all season, so I don't see them going to Brentford and winning. I'm afraid, but, but I if think they best first. They, could, they do often win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our championship level always so so key getting that first goal. In fact, um, Jack, we were talking to Jack Hunt yesterday, and he was saying the first goal is absolutely crucial. And yeah, if they get that. Then maybe they could hang on. It's obviously against the best attack in the division. Forty-five goals they've scored. That's like a good five goals more than anyone else. Obviously, this off the back of the seven-two demolition at the weekend of Wickham. And yeah, it's going to be mighty tough. But you never know. I th- I, c- I could see them maybe hanging on for a point. But but that's best case scenario. Mm.
1: It's uh, it's eighteen matches unbeaten for Brentford so we'll see if Bristol City can topple that who knows it's football after that um, you and I will be in attendance of the seven side derby which I am looking forward to but not expecting a lot of because whenever Bristol City play Cardiff there's not a lot of goals Um, Mick McCarthy in charge of Cardiff uh, took them in last week and they had another comeback Uh, they're going to have had a week off which might be key ahead of this one because they have not played midweek this week in the reverse fixture Bristol City won 1-0 at the start of November again just the odd goal usually in this one uh, what do you reckon what, what do you think this has got to be a huge opportunity for, for Bristol City but the way things went against Derby, I'm not feeling as confident. Uh, Cardiff are 15th, sitting on 31 points, and at the time of recording, Bristol City 9th with 39. On the face of it, Bristol City have had a better season. Cardiff had quite a lot of draws there.
2: Yeah, I'm just seeing they haven't, Cardiff haven't won, have they, for a while? I think uh, no, they, they've
1: sort of stopped the rot because they haven't won since mid-December, but yeah. they have drawn the last two. Um, but yeah... The, the final straw for Neil Harris getting sacked was the defeat to QPR. I watched that game and, and they were pretty poor. And then they, they had a week off and then they're going to have another week off this time. So they'll be more rested, won't they, than Bristol City?
2: Yeah. Um, no no clean sheets since uh... 5th of December against Watford away um, for them in some sort of 12 games or something. So, yeah, I don't see it, as you say, I don't see it being a good game to watch. I think (laughs) it would be a a real sort of scrap in the middle there um, as, as the last few games have been and as the game at the Cardiff City Stadium was don't see it being any different I think it'll be yeah just a war of attrition in the middle there and maybe that'll be well certainly I could see Mick McCarthy's team relishing that and they might even it might even suit them and I'm a bit worried that they might might get something maybe turn the corner in in this game but at the same time I think Dean Holden might have to say listen I can't play the flair players here I've got to Got to maximise everything on the pitch in terms of effort and and scr- yeah, fighting to tough. win. Yeah, tough. Yeah, exactly. And, and get the physical players then, in yeah, there. maybe
1: the more physical players you might might see more of the likes of sort of Chris Martin and, and from Fumagalli up top. Then that sort of thing. To
2: exactly, to yeah, to exactly. Maybe and, and due respect no, to I, them, you know, they no. can
1: play good football as well. But you're going to need that physical presence.
2: Yeah, not maybe not have the mobility, but just have. Um, people who can cope with set pieces and and deal with the the, the physical challenges you're going to have to make it it's time. So.
1: more as well for Cardiff I mean they've got to try and keep him quiet which is going to be a a tough ask for the defense for sure isn't it
2: yeah they they did pretty well at the Cardiff City stadium I think I, I think it was um it was Taylor Moore Cardiff and Taylor Moore played in that one and did okay but certainly Thomas Callas but obviously City have got Alfie Mawson now who they didn't have for that game mm. so so yeah that's that's a, that'll be a huge plus for them in defence so, as i say if, I think for city the key is to get someone like Narkey Wells firing it's still a big question well a year on from him signing exactly a year then it's a big question for me how do we get the best from Narky Wells and he hit 20 goals f- for both clubs last season but he's on what five at the moment and he's a long way short of that he's been in and out of the side i do like him when i when he He's on the pitch. I do feel like he offers a lot. I thought he was good at Derby, actually. I thought he worked very hard and he probably looked as threatening as anybody from a Bristol City point of view. Um, but I just don't think he's getting the service. So how do they get more more um, balls to to fam and, and Wells and, and hence hopefully see more goals? Yeah,
1: tricky one. If we knew that, we'd be coaches, wouldn't we? <clears throat> but... Um, if you yes. would like to watch the game. And it's going to be a very interesting watch, we think. If not, we're not expecting loads of goals. Um, Manchester also have a live stream ticket competition uh, running until Thursday morning, if you'd like to get involved with that. So the new training pitches, that's a positive. I feel like we're being really negative. So um, the new training pitches look wonderful. I remember going going up there two years ago. And actually, um, I was waiting to interview Lee Johnson, who'd won performance of the week. The team had won performance of the week. And I felt awful because um, I was just, it was springtime. I was just pregnant. But he sort of showed us sort of behind the corrugated um, fences. It was like, this is where the pictures will be. And I remember standing there feeling really, really sick and just looking at a pile of mud and thinking, great. <laughs> like, I can't imagine it. But now we see the pictures and the patience has been worth it. I'm sure there's must have been some delays because of COVID, but they seem to have k- kept well on schedule considering we were, we were expecting spring this year, weren't we? And they look lovely and it is starting to shape up to be a training ground that the club needs.
2: Absolutely. And you're right, they were... If we have been a lot <laughs> pretty negative this <laughs> podcast, then I want to end it on some positives because I think generally the outlook of the club is is very, very bright. And yeah, the training ground, which is going to be ready in six to seven weeks, is a huge part of that amazing facility that the Bristol Bears have got just down the road. And this is going to be on par with that. And yeah, it, it will it will make a big difference to the club. I, I do agree and I, I don't think it's just things that the club that are saying that this will have an impact, that it'll help to recruit other players and bringing the academy over is important. I do think that generally will will make a difference just having the, the youth teams on site as well. Um, but all the facilities there, it's, it's going to make a big difference to the to the players and yeah, it, 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 the pictures, as you say, were used for the first time the other week. That wasn't actually by, by design, they um, it was because the reg- regular pictures were waterlogged, so they, they went over there and used them. And yeah, good, good to see, but um, and a hint to the future, and yeah, tying in with all that is that let's not forget that. Bristol City have got a lot of young players who've shown a lot of promise this season. If you think about Backenson, Viner, Semenyo, I thought Semenyo for me is is on par with Wells. A, such a key player for Bristol City. He's so, so dangerous when he gets the ball. He, he can beat his man. He's so powerful. And yeah, it, those guys are going to be the core of the team for the years ahead. They're only well, they should only get better from here on in. They've got a few more guys like that waiting in the wings and impressing elsewhere as well. Max O'Leary is a good talent on the bench. Mm. So I do think Bristol City are, are very, very well set for the years ahead. Um, it's just a, a bit of a. It's not. Well, they, it's, it's unfortunate they don't, don't seem to be able to get right amongst it just at the moment. But.
1: Yeah, well, we remain hopeful, don't we? And and Dean Holden said, we've got to now uh, respond. And that was talking about the Brentford game. So that is what is up next. And then it's the seven-side derby. Always a big rivalry. Looking forward to it, despite the fact we don't think there'll be Many goals. So we'll be back next week to assess those two games. And then we'll be looking ahead to the FA Cup fifth round. Bristol City away at Premier League Sheffield United. And it doesn't get any easier after that. Watford away the following Saturday. Uh, Gregor, as always, thanks for your time and thanks for your uh, brilliant reporting through the transfer window. It's funny, there's so much speculation online. That sometimes it feels like people just make rumours up. But if you want a good source, Gregor is your man. So keep an eye on him and his Twitter. He usually knows what he's talking about. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.
0: Robin's at the gate. Proudly sponsored by Mansion Bet, your favourite place to bet. Always bet on red with Mansion Bet. 18 Plus Big aware. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts.